Hi, you're listening to the Road to a Billion podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Georgi. Since 2011, I've sold over $700 million worth of products for both clients and my own companies. I've also founded or co-founded eight different businesses that have grossed between seven to nine figures in revenue. Today, I focus a lot of my time on teaching, training, and mentoring the next generation of freelancers and entrepreneurs. And that's why I created The Road to a Billion, a call-in radio show style podcast where I answer people's questions on mindset, business ownership, scaling funnels, copywriting, and more. If you want to submit a question, then check out the show notes to learn how, or visit me at stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe to opt into my email list. And every week, you'll get a link to join the live call-in show. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Hey guys, in this episode, Stefan and co-host Ed Ray are joined by brilliant advertiser and copywriter John Robb. If you don't know John, he has a really cool journey that's reflective of a lot of people who end up in this crazy world of direct response, freelancing, and copywriting. Starting at a job in New York at one of the best ad agencies in the world, then writing and shooting TV commercials all over the world for some of the biggest brands and celebrities, including Google, Beats by Dre, PlayStation, Toyota, Sprint, Serena Williams, and 2 Chains, and ending up where he is today, a highly sought-after freelance copywriter who's tripled his monthly income and 5x'd what he charges for a project. Here's a glimpse of what you are about to discover. John and Ed shared their copywriting horror stories, one of them involving the CEO of Blockbuster. The one flaw copywriters are notorious for and a few simple hacks to overcome it and stand out from the rest. The worst thing you can do when you are in the middle of a copywriting project, really don't do it. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy. And just to, to kind of differ from that question, do you have any funny horror stories with clients? Like the ones, <laughs> the real ones? From the from the commercial days, I'm guessing, or the Asian days. <laughs> any 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 story the three of you have, including Ed. Oh. <laughs> if you have any funny horror stories to share, since we don't have any questions left. Sure. Yeah, John, you want to <laughs> um, go first? A good horror story you have. Man. We shared a couple of good ones already, kind of. But. Yeah, I think I might have already. Uh, I mean, direct response. I'm too. I, I mean, direct response. I've only been writing a couple of years, so I mean, yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> I love all my clients equally. Um, they're all great. Please give me more work. Um, <laughs> I'm tr- I mean, I mean, advertising. I could talk about horror stories all day long. Brand advertising. I mean, give just... us one. You're like fuck. I didn't actually mean all day long. I mean, it was, well, the unicorn one, just to, uh, to, to elaborate on that was we spent, so this was with the CEO of, it was like, it was some food, it was kind of like a convenience store, like 7-Eleven type thing. But this dude was the CEO of, uh, of Blockbuster when they declined to buy Netflix for a million dollars. Um, so... I mean, obviously a smart dude. I mean, he was a CEO of a number, but he, he, he dropped the ball on that one, I guess, given that most people on the school probably don't even know what Blockbuster is. Um, 
but yeah, he brought his, he brought his, uh, and it was weird because he made a very, he's like, if anyone, <laughs> we walked into the presentation, he's like, if anyone's wondering why my assistant's in here, like no one was, because it was his assistant. So you're like, well, I mean, she's probably in here because she's your assistant. He's like, I just asked her to, she's just, we've got some stuff going on and she's just, she's checking my calls just in case. So we're like, okay, that was kind of weird, but okay, we'll carry on. And then we presented like 10 campaigns, which was like, you know, a campaign would be like four TV ads and four print ads and posters and online, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and we, so this took us like a couple of hours to present all this stuff. And then he, and then he get his, and then he they had this whole weird thing where his assistant was, gets up and said, uh, oh, that call you were waiting for is, has come. And they left for like 20 minutes and then they came back in and he said, okay, so I wasn't truthful about my assistant. And like, he's like, yeah, no shit. Like everyone kind of gets something weird. He's like, I wanted her in the room because she's a real person and I wanted to see what a real person thought of all your stuff. And then that was when he canned all of this work that we'd spent weeks doing. Um, so that was my, that's, that's my, me getting rejected by the guy who rejected Netflix story. <laughs> that's a great one. That's an amazing story. Um, how about you, Ed? Hey, Ed doesn't, I, uh, Ed doesn't talk about his stories. We, we need to, you know. Ed talks about his cougar stories, but. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got some of those. I got some of those. <laughs> um, there's also one who's 24 and lives a block and a half away from me, but that's a story for another day. Um, Wait, 24 is a cougar. This is, how old are you? Like 20. 12. What is this? 12, yeah. <laughs> um, I remember when I was 21, I, I briefly dated like a, she was like 26 and I was like, Oh my gosh, she's so old, you know. I, I felt like I was like, oh my god, no one's ever dated a woman so old before, you know. Yeah, John. Yeah, John doesn't know about the mom's friend thing. Anyway. Yeah. Um, what? We're not gonna go back down. <laughs> people, people can listen to the previous, you know, two episodes. That's another story, John. Yeah. Um, shit. I got some so, Tinder horror stories. I tell you. That. We're not going down that road. We're gonna finish. <laughs> oh, I've got some of those. Give me one client horror story. I'll share one, and we're gonna. Uh, I don't have any. <laughs> I don't have any horror stories where the client was bad. I had ho I have horror stories from when I was bad. <laughs> um, sure, sure. So I don't know if that counts. Yeah, it counts. Uh, back in my early days of, of copywriting, um, speaking of swiping, so uh, I was writing copy for this woman in the dating niche, and I literally copy and paste took uh, somebody else's uh, indoctrination sequence, and I like changed a few words here and there as I was going through it. And I like, I pass it off and I thought that's what swiping was. And so turns out, so I send it to one of my buddies who's a copywriter who I kind of looked up to say, Hey, can you review this for me? And then I send it to him and he goes, yo, what the fuck, man? I wrote this. <laughs> um, so I was like literally on the phone with this client for like three to four hours a day going over this sequence with them and like, you know maybe like two weeks we were doing this together so pro tip don't write copy on the phone with your client um because one thing it's always better to make them think that you're like doing this magic voodoo shit behind the scenes and like stressing over it for like days on end when sometimes it's just like oh that's an idea boop done you know and it's just not as impressive if you do on the phone with them um but the thing is it doesn't respect your time either usually uh, and so basically I was kind of done with this, uh, with this client and I didn't really know how to, how to tell her. 
so i pretended that my mom was like really really sick and had to take care of her and like i didn't like wasn't able to fulfill on the project anymore and i just like dipped um yeah so that was really shitty of me so don't do that yeah like triple down on the things not to do with dude i told you i'm a i was a copywriter from hell man my client from hell <laughs> yeah don't don't do that don't do it that is, it, it is weird because i i just started writing with a, a i just started writing for some for a client and his thing was like okay all i he's like all i need you to do is like get this done on time like that's all i need you from you like it, the bar is like so low he's like you wouldn't believe how many copywriters cannot get stuff to you on time yeah it is impossible it's like it's near impossible to find someone so yeah i think i'm gonna actually get it to him on time which is great <laughs> you think yeah copywriters are notorious for getting shit handed in late you don't even have to be that good and as i'm saying that somebody just texted me because i know that they just f fucked up something for me um because they were like a couple days late on it um which is very funny uh as i'm saying this because i know <laughs> that they're listening to this um as you <laughs> uh but yeah that's definitely um important to be at least three days ahead of schedule like if you say okay i can get this done for you in a week that shit better be done in four days is that the, that's the ad damn you're getting it if that's, i say yeah, it's I'm gonna not be that good. i'm not that good but i like, nah. I like it but yeah if someone says to me i need this by 12 o'clock on friday night i'm, I'm sending it at like 11 59 and 59 <laughs> seconds i'm like there you go done as I'm long lucky. as you're sending it in time. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, obviously I've got, I get more leeway because of my like reputation and track record. But like if something, if I tell someone is, you know, done, done in seven days and they email me in five days, I'm just such a dick. I'm like, hi. I'm like, hey, it's been five days. So uh, no, I don't have it yet. I was like, I told you I have it to you in seven days. So, you know, if you don't hear from me after seven days, feel free to follow up. Like otherwise, you know, it's coming soon. Like I'm told, I'm so surly about it when people are like, hey, any, any, any progress? Is it done? Where are we at? I'm like, I'm like, no, I told you. Like, I'm, I'm like, again, I, I'm not recommending this for people who are just starting out, but like, <laughs> that is a nice thing about having a good reputation is you can just be a complete asshole about that. And like, I, I am, um, you know, I'm not an asshole, but I'm just very firm. I'm very, no, but it's, like, it's, why are you messaging me? Like, this is, but you know, it is good to set that boundary though. Like, you don't have to be an ass about it, but like, I mean, you can, if you want, Stefan, but most people like either way, it's, it's important to show to set that boundary. Cause it's like, Hey, I told you this could be done like by this time, I will let you know when it's done. The yeah. thing is people have been so burned in our industry that they're just fucking skeptical. Like, you know, client, like copywriter hands in their stuff two, three weeks late when it's supposed to be like a three day project or like they just disappear with their money. Yeah. So I think like, with a month long, when you're doing sales pages, if they're giving you like four to six weeks, I mean, I totally get it. If you've got like four to six weeks and you don't, on a first project with a new client, I'll send them like an update after like two weeks. And then I'll send them an update after like, if it's a four week project, then I'll send it. I'll be like, Hey, just let you know I'm here. I'm doing like just for the first time, because that eases their nerves. Cause I don't know who the hell you are really. Yeah. They don't know if what you sent them is really your samples. Yeah. They're not, you know, they don't know what, what, whether you're going to like just disappear into the ether. So I've like calm their nerves first time round. Then the second time, it's like, then then you just do a Stefan. Yeah, I said four fucking weeks, didn't I? <laughs> Smiley <laughs> emoji. <laughs> I like to be high touch point with my clients for sure. That's super super important because then it kind of gives them that peace of mind that you're working on it. And you don't have to show them shit. You can just be like, 
hey, just wrapped up the research today. Wanted to give you a quick update. That's it. Right. Because right. when you start showing them your shit, you start to like second guess yourself and they start giving you fucking feedback when you don't want to hear it. And especially if you're in the middle of the process, that can ruin your whole thing. Mm -hmm. Worst thing you can do is give client access to Google Doc before you're done with it. Never do that. Oh, Never dude. That. I've had in, then, that's a brand store. Okay. Another a quick brand advertising horror story. I, had, I was working for a client and they were changing what I was writing in the Google Doc as I was writing it. They were like, it was like, you, it was like I was being chased like off a cliff by a tiger or something. They're like coming down the page and I can see them editing stuff and I'm writing and they're coming after me. It was like, and she, and this, she was like, and it, she wasn't even a writer, she was an account director. And like leaving like questions that I'm like, this question doesn't make sense to me. Why are you asking me that? Yeah, that was not fun. You just I got severe anxiety hearing that. Uh, it's going to be severe I had to walk around the other side of the office where our desk was and say, hey, could you Could you not? Could you fuck off? Thanks. Can you wait until I've written this, possibly? <laughs> um, and, then, but, and then I got, but hilariously, I then got a bit of a reputation in the office as being like a, one of these writers who's very protective of their work, <laughs> which I'm like, is that very protective? Not wanting to get it edited 20 seconds after it comes out of my That's mouth, That's or? like, that's like the equivalent of having like your, your manager breathing like their moist air down your neck and you can start to feel like the fucking dew drops because <laughs> they're so close. <laughs> yeah. But just the digital version. Exactly. All right. That's just about it for today. Before we finish though, let me share a little bit more about how you can stay in touch with me. I have a private email list where I share high-level tricks, strategies, and insights about copywriting, entrepreneurship, mindset, and more. In fact, often my podcasts are based on topics I first emailed out to my list weeks or even months earlier. So if you want to get brand new stuff from me every single day, go to stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. These emails are often upwards of a thousand words, and I send them every day. So make sure you really can commit to engaging with me on that level. But as long as you can, and you should, because I do drop a ton of value in these emails, go apply to join my list today. And again, the web address is stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. And in case you don't know how to spell my name, which is okay, it is S-T-E-F-A-N, Paul, and then my last name is georgi, G-E-O-R-G-I.com. So stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe, and I will see you in my email list.